Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. What the hell are you looking at? Haven't you ever seen an angry man before? I'm Ted Kaczynski. Some people have called me the Unabomber. And I'm really pissed off. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right now I'm ready to introduce myself to somebody I've never met. He or she is a manufacturer of clutter, chaos, and noise. And I'm sending it to any town, USA. <laughs> hey, uh, wait a minute. That's where I'm at. I'm Steve Horner. This is Steve's Cottage, and we are here in any town, USA. And uh, welcome to the <laughs> cottage, my good friends. And, uh, you know... And I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, it's great to have your company because, after all, we are a lot alike in many different ways. And that's why I've titled this program, Am I Like You? Well, you stay with me. We've got a show here that I think is going to cause some, uh, maybe some consternation, some deep thought uh, with you in the next 25 minutes. Because we are a lot alike in many respects, but in many respects, we are not. I certainly probably am a more outspoken man than you. Do some things upset you that don't upset me or vice versa? Well, let's find out. But this is International Women's Day. Oh, do you think I might mention something about women? <laughs> Quite likely. And as you know, sometimes these women are referred to on this program as cunts. But it's an acronym. C period, U period, N period, T period. Can't understand normal thinking. Women have their periods, but men, we have our exclamation points. Some have exclamation points a little more uh, toxic than others. Last week, I was talking to you about the two DVDs that I uh, uh, rented from the library and one was uh, Ted Kaczynski. Now, Ted was born in 1942, and you've heard of Ted Kaczynski, of course, and you recognize him with the hoodie on and the shades. And I think Ted even had some facial hair. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But he was a professor at Berkeley for just a year before uh, he became uh, totally disenfranchised with uh, society, you know, with the noise, the confusion, the, the, the clutter. Now, come on. Does sometimes some of this with all the deadlines, all the noise, all the digital, and then it breaks down, and then you got to find out how you're going to get it fixed, and then the deadlines are coming, and then you look past it, and then you lose money, and then you, uh, and then your family's after you uh, on, on your neck, and 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 the traffic is bad, and you need groceries. I mean, come on. Sometimes 
Haven't you felt like uh, you're in tears with the frustration? Of course you have. Well, Ted tried to get away from it all, you know, kind of like an a la uh, 1960s hippie. I think they were a little bit angry and confused and, and uh, pissed off at, uh, at uh, society's chaos and noise. So Ted went to Lincoln, Montana and built himself a little shack. But still, the airplanes and the off-road vehicles, the noise from the county ditch weed trimmer was upsetting him. So he became a killer. And he sent these packages out in the mail that would explode upon opening. And he killed three over a period of 17 years and maimed a couple of dozen, I think exactly maybe uh, 23 Ted wasn't the only one getting pissed off in those days. Is Ted something like you? Ted, Ted's like me. I could relate to Ted. However, I'm not a violent man, and I would, never, I, would, I would never stoop to such levels as to get revenge on the noisemakers with, uh, with, with, with violence. But as you'll hear in a moment, there are those out there among us, probably a lot more than you might think. On the other DVD was the story of gospel singer Mahalia Jackson, who served right along with Martin Luther King Jr. She was known as the queen of gospel. Now others in her uh, ministry and in her profession wanted her to go with the blues. Because Mahalia, that's where you can make the money, singing the blues. But she said, no. Blues only talks about the, the problems we're entrenched in. Gospel talks about the solutions. God is the solution to all those problems that you want to hang around your neck with singing the blues and feeling bad and getting down on yourself. God is the answer. And so, so she stuck to her beliefs through thick and thin. And, you know, I thought about that. And I get a lot of grief about doing this show and about writing the books that I do at, oh, at stevehornerbooks.com. I've got some great self-written books there. And you'll see the intricacies of some of what I'm talking about in those books. They're priced right, and, uh, and I think you'll enjoy them. So go to stevehornerbooks.com, and you're familiar with PayPal, and that's an easy process. And it'll help you get right to the source of today's social problems. A lot of these books. Because that's what we men do, isn't it? We are pragmatic. We look for the source of the problems. We are cause and effect people. However, what you may have found and what I have found is that if you dare speak up against those whom you believe create the problems, such as the Jew-run press. And I know you don't like me hearing. I, don't, I know you don't like hearing me say that, okay? But it is Jew-run press. The Jew-run media. They are Jewish people who run these programs. And from my experience, I, I, I honestly think that Jews are ethnocentrists. It's us and them. I mean, it's them and us. Jews and Gentiles. I mean, is that a team player? 
I don't think it is. Probably nice people. I mean, I, I've met and worked with a lot of Jews, but I don't think that they're team, team players when it comes to our American society. I think it's out for them. I think they are ethnocentrists. They would call me anti-Semitic to hear me say that. But you see, that's what they have on me. And the press that they own and run calls me then a racist and anti-Semite. You see? So I can't spew or I can't expound any legitimate scrutiny without me being called racist or an anti-Semite. And uh, that's, the, uh, th- that's the same problem that we have with uh, uh, electronic media. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm talking about the press here with the Jew-run press, but with uh, radio, and, radio and television, s- same thing. With blacks and with women, the alphabet people and, and uh, illegals at the, uh, at the border. You'll find yourself threatened with lawsuits and name-calling and police action, and certainly back home, an unhappy wife. So, you know, to maintain that harmony at home, which you undoubtedly want, you can't be throwing scrutiny at these people, asking them to be accountable, because they'll, they'll rail on you, you're a racist, you're an anti-Semite, you're a sexist, you lose your job, sweetheart's not happy. So you have to compromise your principles for the sake of money. Hmm, who else does that? Huh. Sounds like a whore down in Las Vegas. She really doesn't want to sell herself, but I need the money for the family. So she compromises her principles for the sake of money. I ran into another prime example of that uh, revengeful backlash again recently. Let me tell you about it. I was uh, in Oceanside, California last week. Sweetheart Carol and I took a, uh, a trip to Oceanside, which is just about an hour and 15 minutes from her home in West Covina. Oceanside is just a little bit north of Carlsbad, and all of which is about you know, 30 minutes north of uh, San Diego. But uh, Carol is uh, getting down on me lately, and uh, she ended up with a vicious diatribe of uh, really abusive name-calling on me. And and uh, I think it's a result of some new friends she uh, she has made, and and uh, the, the 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 daughters and the grandchildren. And I've run into this with other women that have money, and uh, they you know want to rally around her and protect her. And then here comes Steve, and I've been going out with Carol for about four years, but here comes Steve, and you know he writes a book called Cunt and Consequences, and you'll see the story of Carol in in that book called Consequences. That's my latest. That's the sequel to Cunt. And so in so doing, they come up with all, uh, you know, uh, characterizations of Steve and how he's manipulative and controlling and narcissistic and all these lousy, uh, stereotypical names that the feminists will uh, rail at you. I, I, I call them verbal artillery because they're meant to hurt you. They're meant to corner you. They're meant to shut you up. And so Carol, you know, a few years older than me, she, you know, sometimes she buys into this and 
She just went gaga and said, I said, okay, sweetheart, I'm taking you home tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. And this happened on our first night. So I took her home the next day. I came back home, and not only did I stay out, stay the uh, days that we had uh, contracted with, but I bought an extra day because I was having uh, really such a uh, really uh, super time. I like to visit with people. When I'm out in the town, I like to go to the quirky shops down around the town. I like to go to the pool halls. I like to go to the uh, taverns. I like to go to the city halls the libraries. Right next to the city hall in Oceanside is a ancient graveyard. In that graveyard, I ran into gravestones that are, you know, back in 18... These people died in like 1848 and 1849. And so when I got back home, I did my homework and uh, re recalled that uh, the Mexican War had just ended in 1848. The American flag was first flown at Monterey, California, in, 18, in uh, 1849, 1850. That's when, that's when California became the 31st state in 1850. And these tombstones, they have names like Rodriguez and Garcia and Martinez, you know. Were they standing for and fighting against the United States? Or were they standing for uh, Mexico? Who knows? But it's always, it, it, it always inspires great, uh, great thought. And, of course, I say a prayer over each and every one of them. And then there all are, we're also... Some names there that, you know, were like uh, Josh Russell and, and, uh, and, and Ben Olson. And they were in uh, like maybe the 8th Cavalry, maybe sergeants or privates. Were they, buried by the, were they buried by the county, by the state, or by the family? Who knows? But they were probably in to fight the Mexicans. Right there next to the city hall in, in, on, on Main Street in Oceanside. It's several acres, and the uh, tombstones are uh, old, and it really presents quite a history. Well, down from Carlsbad and, and, uh, and uh, just a little bit north of Encinitas is a place called Locadia, and uh, they have a place there called O'Hurley's. And it's a pool hall and, uh, and, uh, and, and a tavern. And it's a beach-type place, and it's really fun. And, uh, and I met, uh, and, and then next door, there's, there, there's a nice, friendly restaurant. So I had a couple of brewskis there at O'Hurley's, played, uh, taught the locals a little bit about how to play pool. And uh, went, to the, uh, went to the restaurant a couple of doors up. And had uh, some light fare at the counter. I had, I'd had mussels with uh, garlic sauce and then some, uh, some French bread and a nice tall uh, light beer. Next to me was a fella that was uh, about 55, bigger than me, white guy, professional looking, tie, suit, friendly fella, outspoken, smart, had a lot to say. So he's uh, downing his uh, whiskeys, and I'm sipping on the uh, tall liter of beer. 
And uh, after a while, uh, you know, we're talking about A to Z, and I can tell that he's a Trump guy, and he knows I'm a Trump guy, and find out he's uh, a former LAPD lieutenant. And uh, after his uh, third drink or something like that, he says, Steve, I can't stand humanity. <laughs> Honestly, that's, his, that's his, his exact words. I cannot stand humanity. So I listen to him. He tells me the problems, the hypocrisy, the lies, the stupid, the, the, the stupid rules, the laws that make no sense. I said, that's cunt-fashioned, Bill. I said, that is cunt-fashioned. Cunts make these programs, and it's listed in the Bible where they shouldn't, but we allow it because we don't want to have a disharmony at home. We don't want to be called anti-Semite or misogynist. But these cunt rules make no sense. He goes, you're right. And then he told me something about the black disorder, the terrorism. And you've heard me say this. It's like he heard me on the podcast. He said, Steve, did you know that every, every black uprising we've had since Watts, and you've heard me say this, has been because of some guy resisting arrest? I said, Bill, I say that on my podcast. He said those exact words. He's angry. Is that like you? I said, Bill, that's, that's a lot like me. But I said, don't become violent. Don't become violent. Don't let the bastards get you down. Say your prayers. Say your, do your exercises. Do your readings. Take your walks. Get, a, get, get away from the digital crap. The whole time, he's nodding. He's understanding. He's believing. He's being comforted. And when I walked out... I shook his hand, and then he put his other hand over me. Thank you, Steve. Well, that made me feel good. And as I'm walking out, I'm thinking of Stephen Paddock, who shot up the Route 91 f Festival in Las Vegas in October of 2017 from the 33rd floor of the uh, Mandalay Bay, a couple of hundred yards away, machine guns shooting down on, on, onto the festival grounds. Killed 60, wounded close to 400. All the cops in the newspaper were saying, we don't know what the motivation was. Ah, bullshit. The motivation is what's happening with people in America. They're getting upset. Too much noise, too much chaos. Maybe they don't have enough Christ love or, or goodness in their life to succumb to it. That's possible. That's probably the case. But in any, event, in any event, it is happening. There's just too much out there. And a lot of it is cunt-oriented. It doesn't make sense. In my strolls through Oceanside, I ended up in the public library, visiting with people. The county clerk, I asked about property taxes, utility bills, and, you know, you learn a lot. In the library, I was talking to people about, you know, certain policies along the way. Then I had to use the men's room, and I walked in there, and I looked at the mirror, and there's the reflection of the man standing next to me. Nice-looking white guy, kid, 
18. Looks like he could have been a, could have been a center on his high school ba- uh, basketball team. And I had used the facilities, and I was washing my hands, and I said, how's it going? He says, he said, <clears throat> I am mad at everybody. So I comforted him and gave him the tips that I had given Bill. He smiled. Thanks. He goes, thanks. I said, you're going to look at some of that? And, under, and do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I said, there's a lot of people out there making these rules and policies that are keeping you uh, confused and angry because it doesn't make sense. So don't let the bastards get you down. So I left him with a nice big smile, and, and he, 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 he affirmed his understanding of what I'm saying to him. And of course that made me feel good. But that's, I think, what we all have to do. We all have to understand that there's a real current out there of some real explosive uh, behavior. And I think we need to scale down. This business about going faster only gets you behind her. We've got to find other ways of being happier than to buy just than, than to simply find happiness in buying in, in, in finding finding happiness in making more money to buy more shit. That's what's happening. And it's bringing everybody down. And the policymakers out there, they don't know shit from Shinola. So back in my room at Oceanside, I had received a call from a police officer from St. George. Steve, how's it going? Good, Officer Campbell. I've got a rapport with all these people. He said, I received a call from a sergeant in Atlanta, Georgia, Seems like you've been making phone calls to this group called 100 Black Women. I said, yeah. I made one after she called me. I wrote her an email and I said, don't you, you know, so I'm throwing some scrutiny at her. I'm asking her to make herself accountable. Black groups need to be accountable. I'm not feeling sorry for them for racism. Jim Crow. I think those days are gone. Are there a lot of bastards still out there? Of course. But she's using me as a scapegoat. She doesn't want to be held accountable. I, I asked her in the email, I said, don't you people have mirrors? Why are you always blaming Steve White guy? Don't you have mirrors? Your kids are a failure. Your men are irresponsible. They knock you up and they run and now you're on welfare. So she lied. She, she went to the police, and I'm, I, I've got a grammar report in, and I'm going to find out, and I'll bet you it's a woman. It's a black woman, I'll bet you, as a sergeant. She's siding with this woman, you see, because we want to get white guy Steve. I told Campbell on the phone, I said I, made an, I sent an email telling her what I think about these crybaby blacks, always blaming me. She called me at home. A couple of weeks later, I got around to call her. Yeah, Steve, I remember you. I asked her about, you know, the call. She became incensed, started yelling at me, winning, you know, blacks win through intimidation. And uh, that's what she was doing. So she ended up uh, uh, leaving me, uh, you know, angry, frustrated, but she hung up on me. 
But that's what has happened. So she wasn't, she didn't want to be accountable. And she went to the police and found somebody that was going to side with her to keep me from, uh, you know, barreling down on the group with uh, the heat of legitimate scrutiny. To which I say, if you can't stand the heat of legitimate scrutiny, then get the hell back to the kitchen and bake some cookies where you'll be a lot more comfortable. But I've had those kinds of threats from the Jew-run newspapers. Darlene Superville from the Associated Press calls me. She writes me, don't call me anymore. I'll call the police. I've, I've received the threats from the teacher unions. Same thing from the uh, illegal uh, Mexican advocates. And from the feminists uh, who, uh, you know, like uh, Planned Parenthood. Well, folks, there's a lot more to come in this uh, episode. But I'm out of time. And I've got a cold brewski waiting for me somewhere in the cottage. A good friend of mine, Ernie, told me on the uh, close of this show here, Steve, he says, I like the way you say stay on the less traveled trail because uh, it provides better rewards, more scenery, and uh, it's just uh, it's, it's, it's a richer, less traveled path of life, and uh, it'll provide richer rewards. He says, Steve, the real life is the space between the notes. So think of life as a musical composition, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Da, 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 da! The space between the notes That's the life we're living. And I'm asking you, during this life, thanks for joining me, and you take real good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.